1: It's Wednesday. It is March 20th. It's 2019, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Grant. How are you doing, my friend?
0: Uh, not too bad. Today didn't really trip me terribly well for basketball because I went all in on Boban, and for some reason, they neglected to play him in the second half. He was on pace for 20 minutes, and then he was not. In any case, didn't didn't lose a whole lot of money somehow. And I'm ready for this very strange slate, which has a whole lot of injury news that could drastically change everything.
1: Yeah, I lost I lost money. Um I played Bobon and Caruso, and Caruso played his lowest minute total uh, of like the last four or five games and um with everybody out. So it, it just basketball this time of the season is so frustrating sometimes and um you know tuesday was one of those days so i didn't watch a lot of basketball um we went to a hockey game with my family and we had some friends and stuff so kind of made up for you know losing money so i'm not too too terribly worried about it but ready to move on to this wednesday slate and this is an interesting nine game slate we were just kind of chatting beforehand but you have some teams on back-to-backs. Uh, we have a lot of injury news that we're still waiting on and trying to figure out what's going to happen. So a lot going on here on, on this 9 Gamer.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Let's let's dig right into it.
1: Guess guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there check them out. It's FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the grinders links. That way you guys get access to any cool promos that we do run with Fantasy Draft from time to time. We Run promos with them, and if you want access to them, make sure you sign up through the links. If you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft already, you can play in our Listeners League. The the Listeners link link will be in the comment section of the podcast. They haven't sent it to me, so when they send it to me on Wednesday, I'll tweet it out. That way everybody knows that it's open and ready to go. Uh, But that will be the RG link. So if you haven't signed up, you can just join that game, fill out your information, join the contest, and um, that will sign you up. Through the rotor grinders links, and for the second straight day, uh, you guys are welcome. I paid the rake again. Um, this is two days in a row, Grant, that I've paid the rake in the listeners' league. It was really, really bad today with Caruso, um, Lavert, and Bobon. It, it was it was ugly.
0: Yeah, well, I think that my lineup might have been worse, so it can make you feel better.
1: Always making me feel better, Grant. I, is, that's why we're friends. <laughs> Robinhood, is is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETF options and cryptos all commission free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started so you can start investing at any level. The simple intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike view easy-to-understand charts and market data, and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Rotogrinders a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fantasyfix.robinhood.com. We get into this nine game slate with Milwaukee at Cleveland. It is a back-to-back for Milwaukee, so there's no total in this one. Giannis is still kind of questionable. Um, you know, it sounded like you know they just sat in because LeBron sat, but it is a matchup with Cleveland, so they might give him an extra day here. Brogdon is out, and then on the Cleveland side, of Dova is out. Kevin Love is questionable. Nance is questionable, and Thompson's questionable. So all the bigs are questionable. Um, when we look at the Cleveland side. Let's talk Milwaukee first. What are we doing here with the Bucs?
0: I mean, it's all dependent on the Giannis news. And Judd, like, it's it's interesting. I have no idea if he's going to play because it is the second end of a back-to-back. So maybe they were just keeping him out because LeBron was out. And just to give him uh days rest and play the second end of a back-to-back. But it is against Cleveland, so there's a decent chance that. They are just going to sit him because it's an easy win here. I mean, the spread should be 13-14 regardless of if Giannis plays or not, I mean, depending on some of the Cleveland news. But if Giannis is in, then I think it's pretty much you can play Giannis if you really want to, but he doesn't stand out as a great play, and no one else on the team really stands out as a great play. If Giannis is out, then it's kind of going back to the well here with what we did yesterday, the fact that, like, all these guys stand out as great plays, even with a high spread. Likely in this game, Middleton, Bletso, Lopez, Miritich, all their usage goes up drastically without Giannis, without Bogdan on the floor here. And so I could easily—I got—if I had to rank them, I'd probably go with Bledsoe, Middleton, Rolo then Miritich. But pure point per dollar plays, even in a blowout, they could all make value. And if the game somehow stays close, which without Giannis there is a lot more likely to happen, any one of these guys can go off, and multiple of them can go off.
1: Yeah, you know, if Giannis sits again, I, I wish I would have played Pat Connington. Um, I, I talked about him on the podcast yesterday, and I never, I didn't pull the trigger. I like Caruso more, and um, you know, Connington, Connington, however you say his name, he had a good game. Miretic, you know, his minutes are still kind of safe. You know, they're not really playing him a ton of minutes, but I think the price is still there. If if we get news, Giannis is out. You know, Middleton and Bledsoe, obviously, in play. I think Brooke Lopez would probably be the guy that I wouldn't play after a big game. I think his ownership is going to be really high uh, if Giannis sits again. And it's nothing bad about the matchup or anything like that. Um, It's just more of an ownership play than anything else. Um, You know, Cleveland's one of the worst teams in the league against centers. So obviously can burn me, but it's more of just an ownership thing than anything else. Um, What are we looking at here on Cleveland? I mean,
0: it it pretty much depends on who's playing. If Nance and Thompson are both out, but Love is in, I have some interest in Love. If Thompson and Love are both out, then I have some interest in Nance. I'm assuming if Tristan Thompson plays, then he's probably not going to have enough minutes to really make value. So that kind of he's out regardless, but the other two kind of depend on uh, if one or the other is in there. Um, if both of them are out, you can take a shot on Zizich. But I mean, 4,300, even when he's going to get the minutes, we've seen what he's been doing lately in that scenario there. And I don't think it's a requirement by any means. It's just a way to find a little bit of value if you have that much price left. um But if all three of those guys are out, then Sexton and Osman are probably the two guys that I'd end up looking at. um They're just going to get more, like, they're more productive without those guys on the floor. And especially Love. Uh, So both those guys should or could very easily drastically exceed their value. I mean, usage has to go somewhere. And Sexton's the most likely guy to contribute there. I know he's been shooting really well recently, and that's probably not going to keep up. But the usage is going to be high enough where he could easily get there. And then CD, the usage goes up without Love on the floor. The points go up. He contributes more in other categories here. So CD is a guy that. I'm probably gonna look at just largely depend on if love is out and then probably Nansen Thompson too. Um outside of that, if these any if love is in, then it's pretty much just love is the only guy they really have interest in. But you kind of have to look out and see what injury news it's not hitting and who's ruled in and out.
1: Yeah, and even if Thompson plays, I think he's gonna be on a minutes limit. He's been out for a long time. So I think regardless, Thompson is not playable. Um, like the Osman call like the sexton call if we get news that um love is gonna sit so you just play in the news and waiting game here um I, I will say that if all four of these or all three of those guys sit maybe we we fire up chris he's probably gonna play 20 minutes uh just depends on the type of value that we would get on the slate um And then like, you know, Brandon Knight's been playing, you know, solid minutes too. So, you know, you could look at these guys if we get a lot of injury news from this game, um, you know, certainly worth looking at some of the cheaper options here for Cleveland.
0: Yeah, Knight was a guy that I forgot to mention that I also won. He's
1: 3,600.
0: He's getting minutes. He's putting up shots in pretty much every single game. If those guys are out, then he's probably going to end up doing the same thing at 3,600, depending on what other value ends up opening up. Because there's a few other questionable spots where – We could see some more value here. Uh, I could see Brandon Knight being one of the better value plays on the slate.
1: All right, moving on to my Orlando Magic. They have New Orleans in town here. It's a 226 total. Orlando's favored by six. Drew and Moore are still out. Mobamba and Briscoe are still out. Um, Let's start with the Pelicans. And I know Elf Payton is 8K, but I'm just going to keep playing him, Grant. I'm not stopping playing him, especially going up against Orlando. like. I know the price seems ridiculous, but until he busts, I'm just going to continue to ride it. Yeah.
0: I really, really don't want to play him, but it's pretty much, I think you play him until he doesn't get a triple double. That's pretty much it. Like they're going to, they have nothing else to play for. They're going to let him go on the floor there and just try and get his triple double pretty much every single time. He's had five in a row here. I, I just, I hate paying 8k, but it, and this is a low ish total matchup for the Pelicans. Um, Orlando's been good on defense, but Peyton's just producing at such a high level lately that you kind of, kind of just got to roll with it. I mean, 50 points and what is it, five straight? And he's had over 60 there. I like the safety's there, the upside's there, everything's there. And he's probably not going to come in at very high ownership because no one wants to play. 8k for elf, so I mean, I'm just gonna end up doing it, especially if some value opens up later. Outside of him, I think that Randall's a fine play. I think that Davis is not the worst last piece. It's basically if you're stuck with 7k and he's there, is kind of when I generally end up throwing him into my lineup. He's still producing at pretty much two points per minute uh, while he's on the floor, and I don't really expect that to stop considering that he knows he's getting 21 minutes every single night. he's tries a little bit higher on the floor there. He's The double-double bonus actually ends up helping him more on a per-dollar basis because he is obviously playing less minutes there. So Davis is still in play. Outside of that, I'm not going Kenrich. I'm not going Jackson. I'm not going Hall. Uh, Hall is not playing. I'm not going uh, Miller. I'm not going Delio. But if Davis is ruled out, then obviously that gives a giant uptick to Randall. But. We obviously will get that news randomly if it does end up coming out tomorrow.
1: Yeah, really, like, the the two guys I, I like here for the Pelicans are, are Elf Payton and Frank Jackson. Um, Jackson's just playing a ton of minutes right now with Drew and Moore off the floor. So those are probably my two favorite plays. I don't mind any of the secondary plays here. Obviously, like you said, if Anthony Davis gets ruled out, Randall is certainly in play. I think Anthony Davis is, is an option here. Yeah. Um, He he's probably not gonna not gonna be a guy end up on a nine game slate. I think if it was like a six game slate, he'd be a guy I'd look at even more. But um, let's talk Orlando Magic. What are we looking at here on the Magic? I mean, it's interesting.
0: Gordon's price is still up over seven k, but I think this is about the right matchup for him. I mean, it's a high pace matchup versus a bad defensive team. I don't hate the uh, using Gordon here. He has upside for fifty, and he should end up in the high thirties here, which isn't great for his price tag but as a floor it's not too bad um Vucevic I don't really want to pay 9.5k for him that price seems a little high but this type of upheaps matchup I mean we just saw what he did against Atlanta that's kind of similar there uh a few days ago I don't hate the play but I'm definitely not going out of my way to pay 9.5k for him uh augustine is fine he's been playing really well for a while now getting around 30 in most matchups here i expect a slightly higher output here and a 5.3k he can he's he should end up six xing and probably seven xing his uh price here so depending on what ends up opening up as of right now he's a pretty good play but if other things open up and if Giannis is ruled out i could see avoiding him here. but as of right now it stands that way ross pretty much always in play in tournaments. it will either get 30 or 13, Um, but at his price tag, I'm not sure if he has enough upside to really just take on the volatility there. Outside of that, you can take darts on Fournier and Isaac, but I wouldn't suggest it.
1: Yeah. Like you got to remember here, like the Orlando magic have the second highest implied team total on the slate and it's 10 points higher than their season average. And they get the biggest pace bump by a large margin here. Like, This game stack is firmly in play here. Um, You know, Vooch and Gordon, the top end options. But I think DJ Augustine, you touched on him um, when you were breaking down the Magic here. And they're just playing him a ton of minutes right now. Uh, You know, the Magic want to win every single game right now. So the only game that he really didn't play over 30 minutes over the last four is the game that they they blew out uh, Cleveland um, on the 14th. So this is certainly a spot that DJ Augustine's in play. Love Aaron Gordon here. This is the matchup that I feel like Gordon's just going to have a monster game. So um, He's the guy that I really, really want to play from the Orlando Magic in this spot. Boston at Philadelphia. It's a two twenty six total here. Philly's favored by three. Gordon Hayward is in concussion protocol. He's out. Um, we know Alf Warford's going to sit some games, but he's probable to play here. Um, let's talk Boston first. What are we looking at here on the Celtics? I mean, I don't really
0: want a whole lot from the Celtics here i mean horford could do well but it's unlikely it's really not a great spot for him here um chances are i'll probably end up in the high 20s which isn't really enough to pay off his price tag so i doubt i'll have any exposure to him at this moment tatum i mean hayward may he may end up getting an extra minute or two but in all likelihood doesn't really affect him to me the two guys i want to end up going with here and is Kyrie, who just it's basically the same thing as always. He's on such a tear right now that I'm just going to end up writing it out. He's 9K, which I get is a decent amount, but it's what we'd see him at normally. And he has 65-plus point upside in this matchup, just like he does anyone. So Kyrie's a guy that I'm going to be looking at. The only problem is another guy that we'll get to later. It's similar price tag and is probably going to outdo him. Um, the other guy is Morris. Morris is just getting a boatload of minutes lately. He's producing at a really high level. He's shooting quite a bit. Um and I mean this isn't the best matchup in the world, but it is not a bad matchup by any means. Um Philly's not that great versus the four. And Morris is just a bit too cheap considering his upside at fifty four hundred. So it, it's mostly Kyrie and Morris. Uh, you can take shots on the other guys, but they don't really stand out as good plays on this slate that has a surprisingly decent amount of good plays, depending on the injuries.
1: Yeah, like, if you're paying up here, it's Kyrie. Um, couldn't agree more with that. You know, Marcus Morris, with Gordon Hayward out, has been playing a ton of minutes. So, like, he's the other guy that I have written down. If you're playing a large field tournament, I don't hate taking a shot here on Marcus Smart. His minutes have kind of been up over the last few games uh, with Hayward banged up. So, he's 4,600. It's a large field tournament play only. Um, but I don't hate it here. Uh, let's go Philly side. You know we know Embiid took a rest day um, on Tuesday. Is this a spot that we look at Embiid at 10K? Um, I know 10K is a lot, but it seems like a matchup he could really have a big game.
0: Yeah, no, this is absolutely a good spot for him. I mean, everyone else on the team is on the second end of a back to back here. It's obviously a big conference game here. and Embiid's fully rested and he's the only guy on the team that is fully rested. He's been playing 34 plus minutes in the last few games and crushing in those spots. I know it's been a few easy matchups but Boston's weakest against bigs, so this is a spot where I think Embiid takes a little bit more of the usage here because he is the only one that's not on the second end of the back-to-back and his ceiling's probably 75 here. I know it's a lot to pay for him but he's like of all the guys to pay up for on this slate here, I'd say he's either number one or number two for me. Outside of him, I mean, Butler I'd take a shot on, but I don't really want to play Simmons or Harris on a back to back with Embiid in the game here. So it's it's really just Embiid being my favorite play and Butler being the second one.
1: Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. There's going to be a, a good chance that I, I try to fit in bead and Lillard in my lineups today. Um, And we'll talk about Lillard when we get there, but yep. you know, in right now, um, like you, you, you pretty much nailed it, Grant. Like, you know, he's the only guy that didn't play on Tuesday. So he's, he's fresh. Wouldn't be shocked if they rule out like somebody here, like a Butler or a Simmons or somebody on a second hand of a back to back and just kind of give a, a a guy a day off here. But Embiids the guy. Um, I really want nothing else to do with Philly unless somebody gets ruled out. And you know, we we obviously can make that decision if somebody gets ruled out, but embedes the play here for me. Um don't want to overthink Philadelphia today.
0: Yep. Oh, you can take a shot on Bobon. He only played 10 minutes yesterday. Oh, so. geez, Grant. Oh,
1: <laughs> after how bad he burned us. Oh Yeah, I
0: know. He did he did 6x last time I was on the podcast when in only 12 minutes.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, let's hope he doesn't do that again. Um, Utah at New York, 2 and a half total here. Utah favored by 12 in this game. Exum is out on the New York side. DSJ is out. Vonley is doubtful. And Nitlakina is questionable. Let's start with Utah. Big favorites here against a really bad New York Knicks team. Um, is, is there anything that we're looking at here? Or is this a spot that we just don't trust this game to stay close?
0: I mean, I don't trust this game to stay close, but um, if I'm going to take a shot on anyone, it would probably be Gobert being the first guy or second guy I'd take a shot on, Um, just because he has big upside in pretty much any matchup. Probably not going to be that highly owned, and this isn't a bad matchup for him. And if it somehow does stay close, which this is basketball, anything can happen. Getting him at low ownership is not bad, but it's probably more of a fantasy draft play here. Um, The other guy is Favors. Just he's been playing out of his mind occasionally and just absolutely crushing on a point per minute basis, Um, which I don't expect to entirely continue like all the time. But um, I'm willing to just write it out while it's happening here. I'm a little bit less worried about his production or his minutes in a blowout here than I am the other guys because he doesn't play a huge amount of minutes anyways and can still crush and. 21 minutes. Um, So I think that he's in play here and that's just because his price tag and because the upside that he's had lately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that kind of worries me about favors is he got hurt in the Washington game. He he tweaked his hamstring. I know he's probable to play here, but I'm just a little concerned about that when you're paying 5,800 for him. I agree. He's been crushing, but he's the one guy that like him and Rubio, Like as much as I like the matchup for both of those guys, I feel like this is an excellent spot for them to kind of limit the minutes for both of those guys here. I, you know, really, Gobert would probably be the only guy on the Utah side that I would play, and I probably won't end up playing him either. Um, Just kind of how this slate sets up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think? I mean, is there any chance that they play favors today and then sit him on the second of the back to back and just give him a full? uh allotment of minutes or you think they're just gonna try they'll end up yanking him a little bit early if it turns into a blot and try and play him on the second end of the back to back. I guess Ah, that's my only
1: real worry. Like if you're Utah you're in a good spot here, right? Like you get New York and then you get Atlanta, like you know it's pretty nice, right? Like, you know, this this back to back is is not the worst back to back in the world. So you know, I, I think it's a little tough to try to predict I wouldn't be shocked if he sits one of the two games. Um, I think, honestly, I think that's the right move. It's just trying to, like, if we get news that he's going to play, maybe he sits and we'll talk about that on tomorrow's podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. And plus, it doesn't help with their standings in the playoffs. Obviously, you don't want to go against Golden State in the first round. They're only a half game ahead of the Clippers.
1: Yeah, they want to win every game right now. Um, Is there anybody on the merry-go-round Knicks that you want to take a shot on here?
0: I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the blowout last time, I think Moutier would have gotten a full allotment of minutes. Um, people are going to look at the box score and see they only had 22 minutes, think immediately, oh, this is the Knicks. We can't trust this. I'm not going there. But he's been playing well, and he's still priced fairly well. I mean, his price got a downtick from the last matchup, and, I mean, strictly because it was a playout and that, or a blowout, and that's why he only played 22 minutes. So I don't mind taking a shot on Moutier and – Don't mind taking a GPP flyer on Jordan just because he's 5,700. I mean, he's getting minutes lately. He's getting a boatload of minutes lately outside, of course, of the Toronto game, which was is terrible. And then if you really want to, Dotson for 5,200. Again, didn't get minutes in the last game, but was playing 35-plus in each of the last four and has been playing 33-plus in each of the last six. So Dotson, I think, is going to get the minutes regardless because they just seem to want to throw him out there and let him chuck the ball. I know I don't normally trust the Knicks, and I know every time I start to, it's always a terrible idea. But I think even in a blowout, we could potentially potentially see Dotson playing a full allotment minutes. So I don't I don't hate Jordan Dotson or Moody. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I, um, man, I I just hate playing the Knicks. It's just. You know, Mario's getting minutes. Um, if, if you're playing large field tournaments, I think Kadeem Allen is very interesting. Um, I don't have Fandle pricing up in front of me. I'm pulling it up now. But if he's like min salary over there on Fandle, like he might be one of those punt plays that you look at here on the slate. Um, kind of expecting him to play, you know, solid minutes in this game. In, in, he's super cheap on DraftKings. Is that a guy... I'm, st- I'm totally stalling, by the way, that you could potentially look at here and um, he is men's salary at point guard on FanDuel, um as a potential punt play. On Fanduel, I have no problem with it. On DraftKings, it's a little bit
0: stickier of a situation. It largely depends on, I mean, again, there's a bunch of injuries that uh, a bunch of players that are currently questionable that could change it. If no other uh, value ends up opening up, I could absolutely see playing him. But over on DraftKings, I'd much rather take the safety in the minutes with Brandon Knight, which is a weird thing to say, than I would Kadeem Allen.
1: For sure. Um, the only other debate, maybe on FanDuel, is, is playing Kevin Knox at 4500 He seems pretty cheap at that price. Um, it, it fondly ends up sitting. I know he's doubtful, so... Oh man, the Knicks. God, I love yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, we spent way too much time talking about the Knicks. This yeah. is
0: more than I ever wanted to talk about the
1: Knicks. That's fine. This is <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go to probably the best game on the slate, and that's Washington at Chicago. Two thirty-four and a half total here. Washington only favored by two in this game. Chicago side, when um, Wendell Carter Jr. is still out. Levine is questionable, and Otto Porter is doubtful. Same guys that have been out forever for Washington are still out. Let's start with Washington first. Um, Bradley Beal finally put up a stinker. Finally put up a stinker. It, you know, uh, man, the guy has been playing outstanding, and he just – Utah shut him down the other night.
0: Yeah, no, I I blame Mangum. Um, Absolutely. He jinxed it there. He never – as soon as he says, oh, yeah, he's a guaranteed 50 points, of course he goes up and puts closer to 15 points. Um, but still, I'm not going to judge one matchup against Utah where he didn't shoot that well and just seemed out of it the entire game. Didn't get a whole lot of minutes because of the blowout. Like Beal is Beal. Like, don't give into one game sample size. It's not going to continue, especially a matchup against Chicago here. This is a great spot for Beal, and he's one of the top plays on the slate. He's another reason. I guess there's two reasons why I don't want to play Kyrie. I'd rather play Beal in the price range because I feel like there's more safety in the same upside. Um, Beal's just one of the top plays on the entire slate. Outside of him, Jabari is just – he's getting 30 pretty much every single game. This is a great matchup for him. Going against Chicago is terrible defensively. He's 6K, which, I mean, his floor lately has been 5X, and you know Jabari always has upside for 40-plus, 50-plus even especially in a matchup like this. Outside of him, I don't think I'm going to take a shot on reza, but I don't hate it. And then Saturansky still should get a boatload of minutes. I know he didn't do great against in the last game, but that was against Utah, and that was a blowout here. If he's going to get 30 or high 30s minutes going up against Cleveland, or not Cleveland, Chicago, he has a great shot at absolutely crushing his $5,600 price tag. So to me, it's just Beal, Parker, and Saturansky, but they all stand out as great plays
1: yeah obviously let you know let's just go right back to the well on bradley beal um yeah i know he burned everybody the other night it's really just going to be about roster construction um again i put i play one lineup a night for basketball so um i want lillard i want to bead like the parker call um <laughs> right when we right when we think he's being consistent though you always. You know, have to worry about that one game but you know certainly like jabari here um going back to chicago and then um i don't mind bobby portis here you know washington's been really bad against bigs all season it was a tough matchup last time out against utah um so i obviously i really don't hate portis here um and then like you said sanaranski is certainly in play reza certainly in play jeff green i still think has very limited upside um he he's just continues to be that odd man out for me. Um Chicago obviously with with the Bulls here, we're waiting on Levine um news and you know, with Porter doubtful. How are we approaching Chicago um, you know, night before here?
0: I mean, it entirely depends on the availability of Levine. I'd assume we'd probably get that before lineup lock. Um I don't know how long before lineup lock we'd get it, but you obviously can't get a better matchup, really, than against Washington outside of maybe against Atlanta. Um, if Levine is out, then Dunn is one of the best plays on the entire slate, depending on who gets a start. I mean, could be Archie, could be Harrison. Uh, both of them could end up getting the start here, or I wouldn't be surprised if both of them end up getting the start here. Both of them are viable uh, salary savers, depending on whoever gets the start, is probably going to end up with the most minutes. Archie, if Levine's out, is almost certainly going to get the start here. And even though he's not a great per-minute producer, he's going to get enough worth. he can easily pay off his $3,300 price tag. I have more interest in him than Shaq. Um, Rolo is a guy that I'm really interested in. No one wants to pay. It's kind of similar to an elf situation here where he's just putting up great numbers like on a consistent basis and his price has gotten up to the point where no one wants to play him at all, but he's getting the minutes and he has probably the best possible matchup for a center here going up against Washington. I think that you just throw in Rolo. If Levine's out, if Levine's in, I still think he's worth a shot Um, outside of him done, obviously a great play and if Levine, only if Levine's out because I'm not trusting marketing. Otherwise, if Levine's out, I will play marketing.
1: Yeah, I like Lopez, man. I, I played him the other night, and you know he just didn't come back in that game against Phoenix when they were up. Um, so I think Lopez is certainly in play here. Um, Archie, depending on the news here, um, you know, Dunn, depending on the news here, um, all these guys are firmly in play. Just kind of. Seeing how it plays out, um, if, if Levine plays, I think he's in play. Um, I don't think he's the worst play. The one guy that I'm a little concerned about is marketing. It's just he's kind of disappeared uh, recently, and maybe a matchup with Washington is exactly what he needs to get back on track. So um, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't play him in this spot, but he's the one guy that I'm, I'm probably most worried about here. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: just been so terrible lately, but you got to imagine with both. Levine and Porter off the floor like who's going to get the usage it's not like like if we're assuming that he's not going to do a whole lot on the offensive end we have to assume that Archie or Harrison are going to do a whole lot Other than that it means that Rolo and Dunn are going to be responsible for most of the points in one of the highest if not the highest total game on the entire slate like I don't like playing in recently, but with Levine and Porter both out, if Levine is out, then I think we've got to assume he goes a little bit more towards his old self, which it was about a month ago, putting up 40 to 50 plus in every single
1: game. Yeah. You know, when we look at court IQ, you know, Markkinen averaging over a fantasy point per minute when these guys are off the floor, with a 27.7% um, usage rate. Chris Dunn, 28.7%. Both those guys averaging over a fantasy point per minute. So, you know, obviously, and I'm guessing it goes up even higher. I forgot to take Wendell Carter Jr. off. So uh, I'm guessing it's it's even higher um, than that. So, you know, obviously, there's a ton of usage to go around here. And it, it's a great spot to really attack all these guys.
0: Yeah, and also running court IQ. Like, we don't really have, a great sample size with this team after the trade um, so, and the way that Markkinen was playing for a short period of time. It's 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 just a, kind of an unknown scenario. I think that's why it's worth a gamble.
1: Yeah, like it's, you know, very small sample size when you take everybody off, but, you know, he's averaging over a fancy point per minute. So that's that's one good plus that we can look at here is even with the smaller sample sizes over – because you even got to take like Justin holiday off. Like there's so many people you got to take off the floor here um, uh, to get really close numbers. And you're going to get down to like 120 to 150 minute sample size. But that sample size is still telling us like the usage is there for marketing and done. Um, and those are the two guys that are probably be, that we want to target the most and Lopez Lopez is up there as well. Yep. Houston at Memphis two seventeen and a half and a half total here. Houston favored by four and a half in this game. We know Eric Gordon is supposed to sit on the back-to-back, so he's out. Um, Anderson is out. Bradley is questionable. Brooks is out. Jackson's out. Um, Houston on a back-to-back. What are we looking at here?
0: Houston on a back-to-back versus Memphis. It's a big enough slate where you can ignore everyone. If I was going to take a shot on anyone, it would probably be Paul. Or if just too much value opens up, you can take a shot on Harden because – even against Memphis, Harden can put up huge numbers. But this is just, I don't think, the spot to really go with anyone. I mean, I guess for salary-saving house, but that's kind of largely dependent on how much other value is there. I just I, – I, I don't think there's a spot in this type of matchup to really go with anyone here. Their prices are probably about where they should be at in a normal matchup that wasn't on the second end of a back-to-back. So – It just doesn't seem like there's not many scenarios where any of these guys end up crushing their value. And in most scenarios, they're not going to end up hitting it.
1: Yeah, House would be the only guy that I have interest in Houston. Um, And it really just depends on am I doing stars and scrubs, how much value is opened up, pretty much like you were saying. So um, House is really the only guy on Houston. And and I know Harden can have a big game here. He can have a big game anytime he's on the floor. He's averaging 76 fantasy points in three matchups against this team this season. You know, Harden is not your normal guy. You know, if you want to play him on a back-to-back, I'm not going to tell you no. Um, I just don't know if I end up on him today because there's already three guys I really like at the top, and I don't know if Harden is is just – if I'm going to be able to fit him in, that's all. Yeah. If you're multi-entering, you're playing Harden on some teams here. Um, Memphis, is there anything on Memphis with all these guys out that we're looking at? I mean... Besides Comley. Joakim Noah is a beast. Yeah,
0: he, he's, he's been crushing it. He's been making me a decent amount of money recently. Price um, came up too much. Yeah, his price is about where it should be. Um, if it were a better matchup, I could take a shot on him. Same with J-Val. Um, but I don't think... I don't think either of them are really in play. To me, Conley still stands out as a great play. He's putting up fifty pretty much every single time. Um, this isn't a great matchup, but doesn't matter if it's a good matchup, bad matchup, fast paced slow pace. Like Conley seems to get it done in every single matchup here lately. So I'm just gonna keep going back to the well until they increase his price up to around nine K. It's just he's doing so well and everyone is occasionally worried about his minutes getting drawn back, but it rarely ever happens outside of a blowout. Um, if this spread is that big, I mean, it's only four. Like, if it goes up drastically, I might be a little bit more worried. But if it's going to be a close game on a back-to-back here, Conley's just too cheap at 7900
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, obviously, I don't mind Conley here. Um, I just don't like this game for what it's worth. Like, this is one of my least favorite games on this slate. I just not a game that i love um i I will say house is 3900 on Fanduel, and it makes him really appealing over there as well
0: yeah yeah uh
1: anything else from this one nope on to the next one quip a built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides helping you guide a full and even clean up to 90 percent of us don't brush for a full two minutes or don't evenly clean A multi-use cover mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your brush bristles for on-the-go brushing. Declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier. Quip is one of those brushes that I I can't wait, Grant. I'm really excited to get my Quip toothbrush in. They're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. It starts at just $25.00 And if you go to getquip.com slash fantasyfix, right now you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash fantasyfix. That's getquip.com slash fantasyfix. Miami at San Antonio, two ten and a half total here. San Antonio favored by five and a half. McGruder and Winslow are already ruled out for this one. Uh, Grant, start with Miami. What are we looking at here for the Heat?
0: Drogic. Uh, I mean, he's just put up a huge game. It might be chasing a little bit. This is obviously a very different matchup here. But, I mean, if he's going to end up getting 30 minutes. His price tag is just too low. Um, I think that he's in play. Whiteside, you can always take a shot on in tournaments, but his minutes have been so far down. I don't think I can go there. Olympics getting the minutes recently, but his price tag's about where it should be. I don't know if I'm going to take a shot on him. I don't know if I want to go bam. Um, Wade is pretty much always in play because this is just his time now. Um, And I think, is this the last time he's playing in San Antonio? Pretty sure. Yeah. So Wade and Dragic are pretty much the only two guys that I'm really looking at here.
1: Yep. Um, you nailed it. You know, we are obviously just waiting for the Dragons' minutes to come back. And, you know, they came back in a big way on the back to back. The fact that he played 29 minutes in a back to back after playing 28, nine, 28 minutes the night before. Miami in a position where every game matters. They want to win every game right now. Them and the Orlando Magic the Brooklyn Nets, Pistons, you know, fighting. I guess the Hornets and the Wizards all fighting, you know, five teams fighting for three spots or two spots in the East. So, um, you know, Miami wants to win every game right now. So Dragic Wade with Winslow out, um, Wade, probably too cheap at 4,800 with Winslow out. He's been playing, um, big minutes. So love Dwayne Wade in this spot. Um, really like Dwayne Wade at 4,800 San Antonio. Um, Anything really standing out to you here for San Antonio in this tougher matchup?
0: I mean, Derek White is a little too cheap right now considering his upside. But it, by, like, there's six or seven guys who can end up with the same amount of points as his ceiling on this slate. So, I mean, honestly, it's a matchup against Miami on the road, which they're better on the road. They're very good defensively. They're not playing at a high play. Playing at a high pace. There's not a huge total on this game. I think it's just a stay away for San Antonio.
1: Yeah, just don't see a lot here. You know, we've talked about a lot of spots that we like. Just not a spot that I really like here.
0: Yep, yep. I'm I'm just gonna full on full on fade them.
1: Well, I appreciate you uh, taking a, a, a talk there for a second. Um, yeah, man, man, caught on. <laughs> I caught on. I cut on as soon as I
0: heard the mute.
1: I'm like, okay, uh, just start saying things. <laughs> I'm just. It's killing me. It's been like 3 days now and I'm I'm really over it. Um like my sword's not even, my my throat's not even sore anymore. It's just I can't stop coughing. It's just, it's the worst when you're trying to do a podcast. Toronto at OKC take it on the Thunder. No total in this one. We're waiting on the Kyle Lowry news. He's questionable. Noel is questionable as well. Uh but Westbrook expected to play. Uh let's start with Toronto. What are we looking at here on the Raptors?
0: I mean, it's an up-paced matchup versus OKC here. I, we don't currently have a total, but I'm guessing it's going to be fairly high. I'm worried about Paul George's defense on Kawhi. I can't remember the last what happened the last time they played. I think it's been a while. Um, but I can't imagine that bodes well for Kawhi. To me, this is probably more of a Siakam spot. Um, I don't hate his price tag. And I know I generally like to target him when, Ka- when Kawhi is not Playing, but I mean, he still has upside even with Kawhi in there. I don't mind him. I don't think with Ibaka coming back, Gasol probably end up getting the start. But Steven Adams is not a great guy to go against, and Gasol's priced about where he should be at. So I don't think I'm in him. I don't think I want to play Ibaka. Like, there's really, unless Lowry is ruled out, then there's really no one I want to go out of my play way to play here on Toronto
1: yeah if flowery sits i think van vliet is the guy you look at um the minutes have been solid since he's returned and if flowery doesn't play he should play solid minutes here i don't mind Kawhi; he's just not my favorite on the slate i like siakam but uh, again like even him like he's not my favorite play on the slate at his price so as much as i want to like something here for toronto um it's tough for me to just really be interested like where, where the thunder struggle on defense is point guards. And, you know, obviously if Lowry plays, he's interesting to me at 7,400. He sits Van Vliet. And really that's all I kind of like. I think that's what I'm going to attack. And that's what I've been attacking the Thunder with. Um, really have struggled the last 10 games uh, against point guards. I think they're 29th in efficiency is what I saw earlier. So um, talk about the Thunder here. What are we looking at as far as the Thunders go? Thunders. Thunders.
0: I mean, Paul George is probably getting Kawhi defense, so I think it's a Westbrook game. Um, that's pretty much it. It's a Westbrook game here. He was on a tear before the last game versus Golden State, which every once in a while he does terrible against. Um, so, wait. The last game, what, yeah.
1: He was suspended the last game, but yeah, the game. Was- yeah,
0: yeah, no, I I was – I thought for a second. I'm like, wait, isn't he suspended? I realized that was the last game. Ugh, it's late at night, guys. Um, it's Westbrook and then maybe you can take a shot on Steven Adams, but really it's just like Westbrook's the only guy I really have interest in this game. His ceiling's fairly high. He's not priced too bad. I mean, he's down a thousand bucks to, from where he was a few weeks ago. It's not a horrible matchup here coming off a bad game. Not many people are going to, I mean, he'll probably garner a decent amount of ownership, but if Kawhi's on George, then he could see a decent amount of usage uptick so it's it's really just westbrook
1: it's really just westbrook um i don't think we overthink it like he's the guy that we want to attack here uh, as far as just looking at this team as as a whole um all right last game here on the slate we got dallas at portland 217 and a half total here portland favored by nine in this game Maxi Kepler is questionable. Barea is still out. And then CJ McCollum is out on the Portland side. Uh, What are we looking at here as far as Dallas goes? Luka.
0: You can play Luka. It could be a blowout.
1: I wouldn't suggest him. I mean,
0: realistically, you have Kyrie. We have Dame. We have so many guys between 8.5 and 9.5K here that should drastically outscore Luka. I don't think it really kills you at all to not play him, even if he goes off. And I don't think it helps you that much. When he actually does end up going off, he has to go off for 65, but that's an unlikely scenario, and honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if Dame, Kyrie, and Beal all end up with the same amount of points here. To me, it's not really worth taking the chance on, but if you really want to go with someone, you can go with him. If not him, then you can potentially go with Powell if you really want to get exposure to this game for some reason, or if you have to swap, but you're not going Brunson. You're not going THJ with Luca in the game. So it's it's just Luca if you really want to go with someone from Dallas.
1: Yeah, like Pal, his price is right where it should be. I don't think he has a lot of upside there. Even if Maxi sits, um, I, I will say Grant. I'm I've been messing around with a lot of strategies on Fanduel uh, over the last couple of weeks, just really trying to play with this punt and like. I think I could potentially like play Dirk Nowinski on Fandle as a punt play if Maxi sits. And the reason is I think like he could play 20 minutes and we know all it would take is, is Dirk to get a little hot and like he, he could put up like 25 fantasy points as a punt. So straight punt, large field tournaments only. But if Maxi sits, I think Dirk's interesting as a punt on Fandle. um at a power forward position that... Outside of the top options, you know, it's not like there's a ton of options at Power Forward today that we love. So, just saying. Um, Portland side of things, you know, obviously, I've already alluded to Lillard. He has a 38.5% usage rate, and he's averaging 1.53 fantasy points per minute when McCollum's off the floor. That's a 9% usage bump. We look at the the game that McCollum got hurt um, against San Antonio and – Lillard had a 35% usage rate the other night against Indiana, he had a 31% usage rate. We're just playing Lillard with McCollum off the floor until Lillard goes over 10 K.
0: Yeah. And even when Lillard goes over 10 K, I honestly don't know if it'll be a bad choice to play him depending on the matchup here. I mean, he's been tearing it up recently when McCollum for the most part, when McCollum was in the game and now that he's out, it's just, and his price has gone down against a not great Dallas team. I mean, the only potential for him to really not hit value is in a blowout, which he could still very easily in a hitting value. He is just the one of the best plays on the entire board today. Outside of him, honestly, not going to argue with Nurk. Um, we know that Dallas is not great versus Biggs. Someone else is going to have to do something in this game. Um, if there's a 10-point spread and just without McCollum in the offense. So Nurk's not a bad play. Uh, Harkless, if he's going to see around 30 minutes, which he should. 4,400, not the worst thing in the world, but that's largely dependent on what other value ends up opening up. He If the most or some of the value ends up opening up, he's off my board. But as of right now, as it stands, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And then Cantor. Um, if he ends up getting 20 some odd minutes again, then he could easily crush value here at 4,100 with McCollum being out. I know it didn't happen last game, but that was against Indy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. They haven't really done it at all yet, but maybe running him and Nurk together out in the court. But I guess this is probably not the matchup without, um, I mean, I guess going to get up against Dirk, if, Kleber's out, and Dirk ends up starting, then I could potentially see more minutes for Cantor.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it would just really depend on, like, injury news if we were going to end up there. I don't know if I end up there, but the injury news would definitely be, like, how I would have to end up there.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, maybe on a nine-game slate, it's probably not the best idea in the world.
1: Um, anything else?
0: No, no, that's it.
1: That is, uh, let's play the morning grind game. And then we're going to get out of here. Um, give me your favorite game to go over or under.
0: This sounds ridiculous at a two Oh nine total, but I'm taking San Antonio, Miami under.
1: All right. I've been doing a lot of unders lately. I'm going to take an over today. I'm going to take the over in the Chicago game um under under 5k to 7x who's your cheap guy oh okay brandon knight i like the knight i can't decide there's two that i have and i was hoping you'd pick one of them there's two that i have today i don't know which one i want to go with um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with house that's where i'm gonna go with gordon out um over 8k to 5x or to under 5x who's your bus today um harden i don't mind that on a back-to-back
0: on a back-to-back
1: versus memphis um paul george is mine today that's he's gonna have a tough defensive matchup i even hate on paul george i just don't like the magic for him today uh give me your 6x guy who's your, who's your 6x guy today dame oh i like it Uh, i like it um i'm gonna say Embiid. i I really like Embiid here um i I know that's calling 60 points but i don't think he's priced high enough today for this matchup and him being off yesterday yeah
0: yeah it's not bad both of us picking real high price guys
1: yeah like we we gave out some value picks that we like but um at the end of the day um i I like i like some cheap guys today and i think it's gonna make it interesting building lineups i really think this is gonna be a stars and scrub type today for me yeah uh any final thoughts before we get out of here grant
0: um i don't know if you were paying attention we were recording this while the nets kings game was going on and nets came back from 25 points to win and i picked the kings to win and to cover don't know how that happened. I think I'm cursed.
1: D'Angelo Russell. I was watching D'Angelo Russell. That's how it happened. Oh
0: gosh, and I he had 44 actual
1: points. Yeah, he went absolutely bonkers. So, on that note, I was just hoping LeVert got a little bit of um, run, so I might have a chance to like break even on on DraftKings today, and that obviously didn't happen. So. On that note, we're going to get out of here for this Wednesday. hope everyone has an awesome day. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contests, and we will see you then.